The following is a part of the Radio Memphis On Demand service. It originally aired live on Radio Memphis and has been edited for time. Radio Memphis. Oh, yes, uh, it is here on this Sunday night on this uh, 27th day of March. Live here in the studio, our old friend Mr. Doug McLeod is here. Old friend, not just old friend. I, 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 I think I got your drift on that. <laughs> you older friend. It's good to see you, Doug. Good to see you too, Rick. Thanks for having me tonight. Thanks for bringing this new record that's coming around. Thank you. How you're welcome. Uh, it's going to be out in about a week, isn't it? it? Yeah. Huh? It's going to be out in about a week? April the 8th. Yeah. But the pre-orders are available now on uh, yeah. Amazon and Inside. Everywhere you get your music, yeah. <laughs> yeah, everywhere you get your music. Available where sold, as they'll say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, we uh, we last chatted over at uh, at a bar here in town for the uh, Lifetime Achievement Award stuff for uh, some of the artists that we saw. It was nice to, to spend some time in the back of the room cutting up. and We were having some fun, weren't we? We were. We great. were. You got to rekindle a, a, a friendship with uh, Butch Mudbone. Boy, that goes back a long ways. I'm going to tell you, that goes back a long ways to the starboard attitude in Redondo Beach. Oh, my God. Oh my, yeah, and I think that's where we ought to leave the conversation. We'll just leave that right there. <laughs> I went to go get Butch. I said, you know, there's somebody here who wants to see you. And he goes, oh, yeah, who? And I said, Doug McLeod. And he stopped, and he went, oh, shit. I haven't heard that name in forever. <laughs> he goes, I want to go see Doug. I said, he's right over there. He's right over there. So that was that was nice. That was, it was, it was a nice. cool thing. It was great, man. It was a fun time that night, getting to see everybody there and, you know, recognize some of these greats that are around here and listen to them play. It was fantastic. I'm telling you, man, there's so many, there's so many around here. This, you know, it's like when we first met and I came here, um, we talked about how special the history is here. Yeah. And how you guys keep the history and acknowledge the history. Yeah, well, that's, it's important, you know. It is important. Um, I think when you, when you visit with a lot of younger artists that are trying to make their way in this crazy business, they understand for the most part that they're standing on the shoulders of these, of these greats, these, these legendary people that we're fortunate enough to still have with us. Yes. You know, some of them. I know we've lost some, you know, over the years, but right. you know, but you're you're no stranger to this scene as well. You know, no, I've been around a little bit. You've been around the barn a few times, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I I just love listening to you play and 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 just marveling at your songwriting ability. It's it's one of those things that. Um, if I could do what you would be doing, I wouldn't be sitting in this seat right here. I can tell you that. Oh well, that's very that's very very kind of you to say that. Uh, I. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to say after that. I'm just. I'm just grateful that I can play and I can. Uh, uh, well, you got a lot of fans that are, that agree with me on that too. Well, not going wood. Yeah, that's that's where it all. That's the that's that drives that money machine, doesn't it? You know, selling records and tickets. That's kind of where you're at, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, the songs are important too. If someone uh, does a song, it's always a great, great thing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We get some more guests in the next. Yeah, you're you're, right. you're getting a live audience. I think in a couple of more, we may have to charge a cover to come on in here. Yeah, to help a brother out here. You got you got gas to burn you because you're you're in the middle of a tour, aren't you? No, you're not. No, no, no. I no, thought no. you had been out on the. Well, I know you've been out on the road a minute. We have but. been out on the road, uh, but we're back. Um, what they've been doing is like what a lot of us have been doing. Previous dates that were canceled because of COVID yeah. have been moved to certain times. And oh. This was an open time, and now they're booking further ahead. So, so these are makeup dates that you're doing. Kinda. Yeah, that we did, and now now we're home here 
for um, till May after the Blues Music Awards. Then I go back out. Right on. Yeah. yeah. So well, I got some time to watch some Redbird baseball. Yeah. And, you know. Well, thank God that's a hot dog yeah. and a beer. Hot yeah, dog and a beer and some of them barbecue nachos and away you go. Yeah, man. You know, and and, and boy, howdy, has it been gorgeous this time of year around here these days. We've been so lucky. I know we got some heavy weather coming this week, but still. Still, and you know, in just a few weeks, it's going to be. It's going to be beautiful here. Oh, yeah. Walking down to the baseball park and just enjoying things. Oh, absolutely. Now, see, that's living life right there, man. For us, it is. That's yeah. what you got to do. You got you to you stop, smell the roses, or smell the fresh-cut grass and the hot dog that's been boiling <laughs> right. since, you know, early April. You <laughs> that's why you're good at what you do, Rick, you know. <laughs> well, I don't know about all that. I just, I just, I just know how things should be. Mm. You know, I think we all live in a... You know, that whole thing about, oh, you know, time seems to be moving so quickly. And it's like, you know, if you just slowed down a minute and enjoyed the moment that you're in, it slows down with you. Well said. That's the way I, I look at stuff. That's a good way to look at it. You know. That's a good, good way to look at it. Well, you got, you, got, you got to do that. And I don't want to be that guy that sits at the end of the bar cranky and mean about something and go, man, I remember a time when, I, you know. And then you just keep waiting for something new to happen and you realize all that time has just been wasted. Yeah. You know, every day is special, I think. Yeah, and I think the older you get, the more you realize it. And it reminds you of that uh, that saying that uh, youth is wasted on the young. Yes, so true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you spend around, you spend a little time around some of these young guys, and you go, oh, my God, you've got such a long way to go, kid. <laughs> you know, and they were saying that about us, too. Yeah, they were, absolutely. Yeah, my old man would be screaming at me about that kind of stuff. Of course, he referred to me as you again. <laughs> Oh. Come running into the room. Oh, man, you again. What do you want? Why are you here? Leave me alone. <laughs> this beer won't drink itself, kid. <laughs> so tell me about this new record here. Wow. A Soul to Claim. Yeah. I can tell you it was inspired by Memphis. This is uh, an album that was... It, uh, is the word germinated? That's the word I'm going to use. Coming here for the BMAs. Yeah. I could like I could feel something here, and when we decided that we were going to move from Los Los Angeles, yeah. we decided to come here to Memphis. And as soon as I got here, I, I can remember walking along the Mississippi and feeling my music change. I could feel I could feel really so, just I'm like not a palpable type of thing. And well, that sounds like granola, but I'm not. It, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not lying to you. I felt something. And so my manager, Mickey Mobile, she called me and said, Doug, I think we ought to do a new album. I said, well, that's a, that's a good idea. And she said, I think we ought to do it with Jim Gaines. Now, I was an acoustic guy, right? Mm -hmm. And I said to Mickey, I said, that Jim Gaines? You know, I'm thinking like Stevie Ray Vaughan, Santana, Huey Lewis in the News, all this kind of thing. She says, Doug, you and Jim will get along just fine. Yeah. So... What happened was I was out on the road. I was in Cleveland. Had a day off. And uh, I had Jim's phone number. Called him up. We had a conversation. We must have talked for 45 minutes yeah. or so. Yeah. Talking about music and everything. He said, look, when you get back home, come on out to the studio. It's about two hours east of here. Yeah. And uh, I did. I went, went out there. And I remember I, I, brought, I brought my guitar and... In about the five or six hour time, uh, f about five hours and ten minutes were all stories, 
And then he said, uh, play me some songs. And then <laughs> the last 40 minutes. See, you auditioned for your producer then. <laughs> no, I auditioned the songs for him. <clears throat> I auditioned the songs for him and see, and see if he could do something. And I played him. He said, that's a good one. We'll do this one. That's, that's a good one. We'll do this one. And um, that's, how, that's how it came about. And maybe the most important thing is, he said to me, he said, what's the most important thing to you about it? I said, the song. He said, me too. The most important thing is to send the message of the song. And I think that's what we did on this record. That's good. That's a that's a good, honest approach. A lot of guys are going to go, it's the money, bitch. What do you, that's what I'm here for, right? You know? No, no, for Jim and Not I for mean. Jim, no, it's not. No, no Jim is, uh, you know, he sure doesn't need the money. No, but it's but it's the the prestige of working with him, of course, was never going to hurt you. No. Because he's got the he's got the set of ears that he knows what, what works and what doesn't. Great ears. We, he, would, he would suggest the littlest things like one of them on the, on the telecuts so, so the claim all he wanted me to do was this that's it and I had to do it through the whole song I thought he's crazy then after I hear it I go that's what the song needed and there's a song on there called Smoky Nights and Faded Blues which was originally a ballad it was originally a ballad and Jim and I were thinking about it and uh, it said you know just not right. It's the lyrics are great, chords are great, everything's fine, but there's something wrong. And he said, "Well, let's try an easy rolling shuffle. Let's just step it up a bit." Uh, no, this is the one called "Smoky Nights and Faded Blues." Right, right, right. But you wanted to step up the tempo a bit, right? Yes, that's what I meant. Yeah, to tip it up. So instead of it being like "Old Man Walk by the River," it ended up being like. Right. The whole difference feel and everything. Oh, yeah, it changes everything. It's yeah. two separate songs. Two separate songs. And then those guys that he got to uh, record with, he said, we're not recording till I get my three guys. And we, we, I thought we were all set to go. You know, he said, nope, it's got to be my three guys. Uh, Stephen Potts on drums, uh -huh. Rick Steff on keyboard, and Dave yeah. Smith. On bass. You couldn't ask for a better backing band on that deal right there, man. No. Jesus Christ. I know. And these guys, and I'm not lying to you, and I'm not lying to the people listening. I played the song one time. Yeah. Just played the song for them. And they wrote these things on these paper. And then Jim said, are you ready? Everybody said yes. And we rolled it. One take. Wow. One take. That's yeah. it. And we were done. I've, he, I've been around Rick Steff before, and he's just magical to be around, just just to watch him work because he just creative he, guy. He hears it, and he goes, "Okay, I get what you're doing. I want to do a little of this too." Yeah, and the, uh, but it's not much. It's very very yeah. subtle with him. It's like spicing up a, a gumbo or something. Just a little bit of something, just enough to make it right, you know. And then I saw the charts. Jim was kidding me. He said, "He said, where do you see the charts? These guys write." So I thought it'd be like music, you know. Yeah, like sheet look, music, huh? Yeah. So I look at it. It's like Egyptian hieroglyphics, what these guys did. It's like arrows going up here and triangles moving around. Is this that Nashville notation? That, no. That, no? The, no. The number system? Or it was just their their own language? It's their language. I have no... I looked at it like I could have been... It's like, what the hell is this? I had no idea. 
But they did. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that matters, isn't it? <laughs> they did. <laughs> so you had these songs. Like, what, there's like 12 of them on this record. Mm-hmm. So you take these in to, to Steve. You're, you're, you're playing them. No, you mean for Jim? No, Jim. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, Jim. And he's and he's like, okay, we're let's, we're going to do these tunes. Mm-hmm. And then, so you have it in your head to how this is going to go. And then these three guys show up. And did it change much? No, your perception of what was no, going to happen. Jim and I had pretty much was going to be the same. Pretty much was the same. But Rick added a couple of things, um, and just the feel like Steve Steve would cop the feel immediately. Yeah, he just knew what the feel was. You know. Just adding that human element alone just changes things so much, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. 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 There was one time, though. There was one time. I'll tell you kind of producer Jim is. Okay. All right. So we had recorded with the band one time, right? That was done on one day. And then I was going to come in to do the solo things. Okay. The second day. Right. All right. <laughs> so I had this, this uh, genius uh, moment in my life where I said, man, I got this great song. I got this great song. It's a rag. This is good, you know? And I go, Jim, I got a song for you. I played about three bars, and Jim goes, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. You're not going to do that one. That one ain't going on this record. No. (laughs) No. Carry that one somewhere else, but it's not happening here. (laughs) Uh, oh. Sorry about your ego there for a moment. Well, you know, you're thinking, oh, this is going to be good. He's going to love did, this. And then, I, I, thought, I thought it was good. And I Jim mean, goes, I, mm, no. I mean, I was picking, too. I mean, I was picking. Yeah. Like, yes, yeah. sir. But nope. You're doing all, all the Mississippi record. John Hurt stuff over there where you just just tearing it up. I right? was tearing it up. I thought it was beautiful. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that comes with the territory. If you hire him to produce your record, you know he has he has a bit of say in what happens. I mean, he's going to put his name on that and thing. And he should, of course. He's excellent. He's excellent. Yeah. yeah. So it didn't really change you too creatively in that process. Absolutely then. not. If anything, he added to it. It enhanced it. Yeah. And it enhanced my live shows too, where I would uh, songs that were a little bit longer. Yeah. When I was playing live, now I've condensed them, changed it. Just from being around Jim Gaines, yeah. You know, I hear from a lot of a lot of guys that will work with a, with a talented producer will say that you know there there comes a point where you wind up stepping out of that comfort zone that you find yourself have been for years, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden you're you're you feel like you're treading in different waters here, and you're a little uncomfortable. But that's when the real talent kind of comes out, and you find yourself in a position where like I didn't realize I could really do this. And that makes this song that I wrote even better by stepping into these types of like different phrasing or you know, like changing tempo or yeah, change yeah yeah exactly. I think it works different for the different guys. But if if the producer, a guy like Jim Jim Gaines, the most important thing is the song. Then it's got to relate to the songwriter, right? And if you get along with each other. Right? Right. And you get along and you realize you can disagree a little bit, but what the main reason what, what you're trying to do is make that song send a message. So you, you work with it. Yeah, because once it's done and it's in the can and it's out the door, you, it's a child living its life on its own. Sure is. Forever. Forever. Yeah. There was a, I don't know, can you swear on this? Song? You can say whatever the fuck you want, Doug. <laughs> Really? Okay. <laughs> I just I, did. I just no, did. No, no, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Knock yourself out, man. I'll tell you a funny story, man. About songs and money. <laughs> no, all right. All right. <laughs> when I was with High Tone, 
Yes. Right? Back in the day when I started out, high tone, we had a, 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 a saying, change a word, get a third. That's what we would do. You could say one word, change a word, and then they're right in third. All right. So we had the shot to get a song on Conan that was going to be the theme song. Really? Yes. The shot. We had a shot. That's so they said. So Bruce Bromberg, <laughs> me, Bruce Bromberg, Joe Lewis Walker, oh Fontaine Brown, and James Armstrong, we all wrote something for this song. And it turned out to be a song that went like, I got it going on. Got it going on. Heavy lyrics. Really? I can tell. <laughs> so we had this going right. Had this going on. All right. <laughs> well, we sent it out. And of course, Conan decided that's not going to be the song. <laughs> so, so I'm doing this special w- with Joe, right? Joe and I are hanging out. And I said, I said, Joe, you remember that? Uh, you got, got it going on. He said, oh, man, you mean that thing we wrote? The five of us and all of that to try and get on, on, on that show? I said, yeah. I, I said, Joe, do you, do you realize in 75 years, some ethnomusicologist is going to say it took those five motherfuckers to write that song. <laughs> <laughs> All five of you. <laughs> <laughs> but we were trying for the money, you know. Well, you gotta you gotta reach for the brass ring when it shows up, you know. I you know, I, I get it. You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> uh, Doug, how about a tune? Let's uh, let's hear some. We've been talking a little bit about this. Do we want to play something off of this? Or I mean, because I got the record here, we'll play some cuts record. off of that and. You want to do whatever you want to do. It's up I to you, I think it'd be good to do some stuff off the record. Well, it's, it's your record, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, like, it's like when I ask these guys when they bring me a record, I go, well, where's the hit? And they'll go, oh, it's all of it except don't play track seven. <laughs> Stay out of nine. We're kind of a little weird about that. Like, what the hell is it on here for? <laughs> we like the first three. Well, they're all good. I, I'm all. I'm proud of them all. Oh, you should be, yes. I am. I, I'm proud of them all, but maybe... I just sat down here with you. Let, let me warm up a little. warm up a bit. You some, wanna... some, this one is not on the record, and it's not the one I played for Jim that got the nope. This is another song. <laughs> <laughs> You're coming in here with this bait and switch shit, Doug. What the hell? <laughs> you just said you were going to play. I'm kidding. Wait, I'll do one. You can play whatever you want, man. I'll you got all night. We've got, we got all night, Doug. All right. I'm going to warm up. You warm up. Somebody else. 
stood on the mountain And I looked down my long town road And I look down the long time road I'm looking at time I will know no more I stood on the mountain I looked up my long time road Long time rule. I'm looking at time. I hope to know. I'm looking at time. I hope to know. myself go solid behind you know they haunt somebody else now go solid behind haunt somebody else That's awesome. Thank you. Are you warmed up now? Huh? Are you warmed up now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's lovely. No, so that so th is that on the record or is no. that that was one that you you didn't even take to Jim? You no, just, I didn't even take that one to Jim. You just had that one in your pocket the whole uh -huh. time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for bringing it to me. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. At least I didn't get a note from you. Well, of course you know? not. You're never going to get a note from me about that kind of thing. I I, I might want to hear that rag that you were that you were. That oh you were well, that's going to cost money now. That's, that's <laughs> I may have a dollar. You know. <laughs> I thought it was better than that. So. <laughs> but Jim didn't. So <laughs> No, no, he didn't want to waste a dollar on that either. You know? no. But it's, isn't it funny how when you do that, when you bring something and you're thinking, hey, this is great, and they go, no, what, what do you, what's the matter with you? I, I, I know, you know, it's part, I was talking to Zach, Zach Harmon, because Zach has been produced by Jim, and we were talking about how, as singer-songwriters, right, our ears never lie to us. That's true. 
That is so true. Ears, I've heard that a million times. It's, it's true. It's in your head. You're hearing it. It doesn't I, matter. And I think it's great. And Patty, who was, who's sitting here, my wife, I play songs, songs for her, and she has said things like, that's not one of your best. <laughs> now, that's a polite way of saying, what the hell were you thinking, man? <laughs> you know, so I think I think singer-songwriters, artists, whatever you want to call them, uh, you got to have somebody who's going to be honest with you. Sure. Because sometimes you get done with a song and you go, wow, that's really great. Because... Of the, it's it's like giving birth, you know. So somebody said it's like giving birth because you're working on this thing, working on that. Sure, it comes out, and you know when the baby comes out, you know when the first first comes out, that may not be the most beautiful sight you ever saw in your life. You know, with all the stuff around. Well, it. sure. It's... When they clean it up, then the baby look pretty good. Yeah, there you go. So same thing with the song. It's know? a good. It's a nice analogy. I, I wish I never thought of it, but I did. <laughs> So, has, in, in in your in your passing, are there tunes that you've gone through, you know, from top to bottom? You've written, recorded, performed, and look back on it now and go, Jesus, what was I thinking? What is this? What is this shit? Not one that I've recorded. I can say that honestly. I, I I've been real fortunate to be around some people that maybe didn't say nope quite. <laughs> <the gym board. laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, sometimes honesty is the best policy, dog. You know? I know, but when I look back, I remember that there's a guy. I forget there's some guy that uh, the biography on on me. Something I said there's 350 songs, something like that, and he goes, "That's amazing," you know. And I said, "Now ask me how many are good." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, because so. I guess it would come to a point for any artist artist to come to grips with their own honesty. Yeah. You know. With. Well, see now, Rick, now, you you hit on something that when I was young, when I was like 20 years old, uh, this old blues man I met, his name was Ernest Banks, and I met him in Tawana, Virginia. And he told me these words of advice that have stayed with me my whole life about music. He said, never write or sing about what you don't know about and never play a note you don't believe. That's damn fine advice. Not only for music, but maybe for your life. For anything. I know. That's that's coming from a guy that couldn't read or write. That's the wisdom that he had. So um, I was real fortunate that he liked me. At first, he didn't like me. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't like me too much, you know. I was the wrong color, and we weren't getting along. He thought I was trying to get something from him, and then after a while, he liked me. And uh, He warmed I, up to you a little bit. I learned a lot from him. That's a great piece of advice. Absolutely. Absolutely, and I think that applies to not just you know not just music, but to any creative outlet. Whether you're a, a, a writer, a book, we a writer of a book, or a painter, or a, yeah, you got to be honestly because you got to have to, the pen when you're writing. And let's say you're writing about a relationship that went wrong. If you're writing about it like oh, I was mistreated, and I'm this and that, it's all one sided. Yeah, that's not really telling the truth because when a relationship messes up, it's got to be some kind of balance, like 60-40, maybe 70-30, yeah, you know, but yeah. you're at fault somewhere along Well, the of line. course, yeah. Yeah. So that's why if you write honestly, it'll be able to go to someone else's heart, I believe. Well, sure. And then they'll know. Yeah, because while you're performing that song, whether it's coming from inside of you or somebody close to you, yeah. there's going to be somebody in that audience that's going to think that, that that's kind of about them too because they've gone through something similar, you know? That's it. That's the whole point of why you're doing it, isn't it? you got to relate. you got to relate. And the thing of it is, maybe maybe the guy 
is sitting in the in the crowd and he's got his lady and he can't describe to her because he's not a singer songwriter. He's not a, a guy that can write, but he can fix a car or he's a real good plumber or he's a great carpenter, and he can turn over to his girlfriend and say, "Honey, I've been trying to say this, and this guy's saying it right now. This is how I feel about you." Yeah, you understand? Yeah. So that's the message we're supposed to do. I think that's that's quite a quite a burden you may have to carry too. <laughs> Ah, no, I don't think it's a burden as much. No, I don't think so, Rick. It's just, it's just what you're supposed to do. I, for me, a guy that can fix a car, the car nowadays with computers and everything. No, oh, yeah, he got the burden. <laughs> <laughs> there are some things in this world that are be- best off writing a check for, <laughs> instead of trying it yourself. I've, I've had to learn that lesson the hard time, the hard way a few times. Radio Memphis. Devil 
lost the soul's claim. Sometimes I give birth to life, and sometimes courage, born from fright. Sometimes demons take a taint, sometimes a death. Doug McLeod right there, the title track to Assault Acclaim, coming out April the 8th, wherever it is that you get your music, and we'll sneak over it right there. Fantastic, man. Thanks, man. Thank you. I hope Jim's listening. I hope he is, too. Yeah. Jim, you should come by the studio somewhere. I'll call in if you'd like. Yeah. <laughs> Join yeah. the conversation that way if you'd like to. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... And I see what you were saying about, you know, where you changed that, made that one little subtle change to the whole thing, and it just turns into a thing. It changed, it changed the whole thing, you know. And uh, uh, we were able to do the imagery. It's a, actually a song that I wrote about beating an addiction. Yes. Where, you know, sometimes you, uh, whatever your problem might be, because I think all of us are not lucky enough to come up with the beaver cleaver kind of world where everything was perfect. Oh God, no. So you would find yourself, you, you, you drive along the highway and you pick up this thing, which is an addiction or trouble or something that bothers you. You go down the highway and, and then it messes up your life. And then you find yourself on another highway and that same thing is out there again. And you go, oh, I'm going to pick it up again. And then you finally realize you keep on doing that. This is not, this, this is not good for you until the time you drop that thing off in the rainy night. And the devil lost the soul to claim. You got to find somebody else because you're going on with your life. That's the message of the song. It's a beautiful message. Thanks. A lot of a lot of a lot of uh, blues artists or roots artists tend to go the other direction where they're writing about you know the devil being in his back pocket. You know, I don't want the devil in my back pocket. I want I don't want him anywhere near me. <laughs> Keep him right in front of you where you can see what he's doing. Right? <laughs> I don't want him. I, you know, I, I was doing this interview with these guys uh, for the new album, and it, it somehow the. Robert Johnson came up and yeah. all that stuff across Crossroads. And I remember me and Honey Boy at, at, it was talking and and I told Honey Boy, I said, I said, Robert Johnson didn't need the devil. The devil needed Robert Johnson. That's correct. Robert Johnson was one hell of a musician. 
and Honey Boy claimed that. Lockwood claimed that. I mean, no, he didn't need the devil to play like he did. No. <laughs> no. No. Not no. in my mind. No, he didn't. I mean, he was one of those cats that got caught up and was carrying that baggage that wound up doing him in. And Yeah. The ladies you know, is Honey Boy. You know, you know. The ladies and whiskey. Lots yeah, of it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's it's quite the story in and of itself, and it's weird that it just kind of just disappeared into history until his music was basically rediscovered and people started yeah. shining a light on it. Yeah, yeah. And then Led Zeppelin happened, and everybody went crazy. Well, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. ripping off meaty chunks off of this whole thing. And sure. Just, I mean, I you know I get it, you know. But they brought the attention to a whole lot of people, didn't they? Sure. And that's the, that's the thing I can't get angry about it. You know, they if it hadn't been for them, you know, the British brought our music back to us. Yes, that's so so true. You know, so true. They did. You know, and when you had guys like Robert Johnson that got thrust into that spotlight again, then the people who really studied this genre went in to find out things about like Sun House. You know, yes. guys that you know that knew Robert, and then you know, Honey Boy, and Willie Honey Brown, Boy, and yeah, all, these all those they guys didn't have that name. But they were just as good musicians, if not better in some aspects. Yeah, you know. somehow you know, early Sun House. John Mooney and I talked years ago. We were on a tour together over in uh, Europe, and I I, I saw a, 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 a what do you call it a, uh, a picture, but a movie of Sun House. We were doing these cultural center shows, and between our acts, the different guys, they would show these films. Right, films the right, right. So I'm looking at Sunson House, and it says that he's he's 72 years old, something like this. And John comes up, and we're talking, and he says, how old is he, Doug? I said, well, it says 72. He said, he's 86. Because mm. John, In that film you saw. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. And I, power, right hand. And I turned to John, I said, what, what can this man have been like when he was 24? Oh, yeah. The power that must have been in him. You know, right hand and all that stuff that goes oh, on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is that the film where he's, the, the BBC shot where he's sitting uh, kind of surrounded by like an outdoor fence type thing and there's another guitar player sitting with him with his no, back to the camera? You know, no, the, you know, it's one I haven't, it's very rare. It's him doing a, a one song in open G with a slide, right? And It wasn't Death Bell, was it? Huh? Death Bell? Death no, Letter Blues? I can't tell you what the, the song was. but That's one that Buddy Guy said. That was a young Buddy Guy that was sitting with him. Right. No, it's not that. It was just Sunhouse on a chair, black and white. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. 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 Imagine when he was like it. 35, 40, I had, had a lot of miles behind him and a lot of knowledge and knew how to pass that good information down. Mm-hmm. And still in his 80s, just able to... He was, Honey Boy was that way. Honey Boy had a great right hand in his 80s. Yeah. He was he was a dangerous guy. Yeah, dangerous guy. Uh, in the past, we, you and I have talked about that right hand and how critical that is to what you do as a finger mm-hmm. picker. You know, and, and is, that, is that a learned thing? I guess so. But or is it, a, is it just something you kind of pick up along the way? I'll tell you the truth. I don't know what it's doing. I know that sounds like a joke. Uh, I, that's why I said dead thumb. I, I, I don't know what it does. I just know that... Whatever it's up here somehow gets to it. You um, don't consciously think about oh no, like which bottom string, string or no, middle strings or, or which, you know. No, absolutely not. I, it's just that the music is here. Yeah, in, in, inside my head, and somehow it goes down my arm to my hand, and it comes out. But you know, pianists are the same way. People that are so adept at a piano, they don't know what their hands are doing. Wow. You know, guys like uh, Vince Garaldi. 
Ooh, you know, I love Vince. But if you ever watched him play, he had two hands that were doing dynamically opposite things. Wow, I didn't know that. Watch, watch him sometime. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's it's a trip to watch, or even just listening to you know trying to deconstruct what he's doing. Right, he's got two melodies that are happening at the same time, and of course, it's that's. I know for <laughs> pianist it seems like oh uh, you know Scott Joplin was the same sort of sort oh, yeah. of way you you go back and look at some of the stuff that he did yeah yeah you know wow it seems frantic but you know in their head they're just like I know where the sounds are there's a there's a muscle memory there's something and they're able to hear what that what's coming back at them through the machine they're playing same thing mm-hmm. with a guitar I would imagine yeah it's the same you know I, I'm always happy that what I think I'm hearing is coming out you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> So the left hand, you're actually probably focusing a little bit more on. This is like, you know, I'm in the right fret, I'm in the right key. This is where it's yeah, supposed to be. Yeah, kind of like, well... It's thinking more of your left hand than with you, because your right's on its own. It's on autopilot, you know. Yeah, it doesn't, you know, it, the, old, the old saying that Ernest Banks told me, your left hand is your brain. If you know what tuning I'm in, you know that's an E chord. Yeah. Right hand's your personality. That's why when you listen to, especially acoustic blues artists that you'll never confuse Sunhouse with Brunzi who will, you can't conf, will never be confused with Tampa Red who won't be confused with Lemon Jefferson right. because it's different that's that personality it's the personality yeah that's why as soon as you hear it you go okay I know who that is that's Blind Boy Fuller I can tell by the sound of the right hand yeah and it's not tone, it's not anything but just the technique. Yeah, whatever that is, the personality of the musician coming out. I learned to do that a little bit by listening to a lot of R.L. Burnside because that that right hand yes. of that man was... Groove. There was something there that you just can't wrap your head around. And no, when you I... watched him do it, it just looked like his hand wasn't doing anything. <laughs> and then you you get into some of these... There's a, there's a ton of videos of guys that deconstruct his work. They go, no, you have to really pay attention to what he's really doing. This is not easy. No. You no. can't, you, you couldn't put this in sheet music very well. That's, you know, that's true with a lot. You're right. Uh, I, there was a guy that worked in my band years ago. His name was Lou, Lou Matthews. Fine jazz uh, pianist. And I, he never heard Albert King. So I. You got I, to I, expose him to some Albert, did I you? I did. Uh huh. And. He went, my goodness. I said, I said, uh, Lou, could you a- annotate this? Now, this is the guy that was the musical director for Nancy Wilson. He had a perfect pitch. Yes. Great ears, great harmony. He said, I can't, I can't write what he's playing. He said, I can't, I, I can get I can't close. Do it. Yeah. yeah. He said, I can get close. But those notes that he's playing, that he's bending to, right. are not in our scale <laughs> you can't put it in a box you can't put it in a box it's like singing isn't it it's like when albert king you, know, you might have played the same five five or six notes everybody get angry about him about that but try and play like him go ahead and try and play like albert king yeah and bend it and hold the notes and then bring them down like he did go ahead bb king is another another one that one note one note one note you know i mean Yeah. That's it. That's like signing a check. BB King. <laughs> <laughs> Take it to the bank, baby, because that's where it's at. That's where it's at. How about another tune from you, Doug? You want okay. to feel like playing something? Yeah, I'll, I'll, play, I'll play one from the new record. Why don't How's you that? play one from the new record? There's a novel idea. <laughs> what do you think of that? Huh? There you go. One of the solo pieces that's on it. Uh, so you, one, you did put a couple of tracks on here without the band then. 
Oh, yeah, there's seven of solo tracks. Yeah. And five with the band. With the band. I got you. And this is an instrumental that's called Mud Island Morning. Okay. Because that's where we live. Yes. And like I said earlier, I would go out and walk along the river and stuff like that. I used to live down there. I know what you're talking about. Oh, you know. Yeah, right there through the green belt right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that, that nice little park that's right there when it's not that's flooded and filled full of catfish shit. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what it is. <laughs> don't don't be digging around in that dirt too much. You think you'll be surprised at what you might find. So I wrote this song about it. So It's gorgeous down there. It, yeah. It's an instrumental, so it's going to sound exactly like this. Let's see what it sounds like. You ever sit down there on the on the benches down there and overlooking that mess and and uh, and play that? 
Well, that'd be the that'd be the poetic way to say it, but that'd be a lie. <laughs> <laughs> it would make for a good music video, though. It would. It would make for a great one. It actually just from all the walking and then sitting, probably sitting down on the couch in front of a baseball game with the sound off. Yeah. And the song song comes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's I'm hearing a little bit of jazz in there. A little, uh, some uh, some of the changes are kind of very well. well thank you. I, I, I'm a big Kenny Burrell fan. In mm-hmm. fact, whenever I go play, even before uh, before we came here, I listen to Kenny Burrell. Uh, Kenny Burrell is an yeah. inspiration for me. Taste, and he's loaded with blues and you know the feeling and everything. And, um, I'm just glad that uh, I don't have to play jazz to make a living. I don't, do <laughs> I don't know. You could probably fake it pretty well if that's if that's the way you're feeling about it. Uh, no. I don't know. You're using some pretty sophisticated cording in there, aren't you? Uh, I, listen, Rick, I'm going to tell you something. A story. I was When I was in L.A., I used to go see Hampton Halls, the great, the great jazz piano. Yes. Player, right? Yes. And he played. Gentlemen, I'm going to tell you something. He would play blues and gospel and funk and then all of a sudden he'd go outside he'd be out outside of the key bring it back and come out with the guy and it was all melodic I said I gotta play with this guy I bet that's blues and everything so I met him and I said Mr. Hawes I want to play with you and he had seen me come into that club every Tuesday night and he said okay I live off the Pomona freeway why don't you come by so I did I went by and, and we sat down and, and he started playing the piano. He played a blues and B flat. I got that. I was good at that. You knew where you were at there I with the B it, flat. Oh, yeah. And I could see him smile. He said, yeah, yeah. He said, now let's do this. And he started to play this introduction. I did that thing with guitar players do when they don't know what the key is. They go like. <laughs> start doing this, you know. <laughs> Trying to figure out where he's at. Yes. He's going, and then I get to it. I get up here, and then I look again. He's down here again. I go, how'd he get down there? I'm going like this. I, I, no, no idea. Turns out he was playing Stella by Starlight. I was playing Fellow by Barlight. <laughs> that's when I knew my jazz days were gone, man. That's, <laughs> you and, said it was B flat, and he went, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. But he was really, he was, he was, he was really a gentleman. He said, he said, he said, you know, you're not really quite ready for jazz yet. I said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said, but you can play blues. I said, well, thank you, sir. And then, and then we shook hands and left. And well, sure, you know. Well, that was cool that you got a chance to do that, though. Oh man, of course. And you realize those guys hear things, you know. It, it, being a musician, it, it goes back to being honest. I'd be bullshit. I'd be bullshitting if I was trying to play that stuff. Right. I don't know what that stuff is. Right. But you ask me to play this, I can play it. Sure. Yeah, you know where you know your way around the neck of that yeah, thing. Yeah, I can play blues. I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you read sheet music? Not well. <laughs> I read the thing that says sheet music. <laughs> <laughs> Arranged by. <clears throat> Well, a lot of guys don't. I mean, there's there's no, there's no shame in that. Well, at I can all, read right? some. I can read some, but really not enough to, you know, to Wait. be honest. And someone yeah. said, "Hey, come on to the studio. I got something for you. Can you read this?" And I throw some charts at you, and you go, "What is this?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. looks just the same like when Rick Steff and those guys were making the hieroglyphics out, right? You know. <laughs> yeah, but they made music out of it. Yeah, they were able to do something with that. <laughs> Yeah, hey, I mean, you know, whatever code works is, you know, if it gets you through a session and gets it done, and you know, I'm telling you, yeah. Sometimes you got to make notes in the most magical ways. Yeah, 
Yeah. So when you write, you're writing the lyrics out, and you just you're putting in your keys. Then at that point, no, I, they come different ways, different times. Um, uh, Patty would tell you that there'll be times when there's nothing, and I think I think I'm done writing. And she said, "No, no, forget it. That's no. it. Pack it up. We're done." Yeah. I, she said, "No, stop." And then the field is just fallow for a while, like yeah. anything where yeah. things grow from. And then when they tell me, uh, we got an album coming, or you got to do this, all of a sudden, here they come. When you're looking at the calendar, you're going, oh, shit, I've got two weeks to get some stuff written here. I don't know why. It does. It does. Just when they say, you, you know, we're going to do an album, here they come. Well, the muse hits everybody differently. Yeah, it sure does. For you, it's under pressure. I guess so. I guess so. But in a good way, though. I mean, because yeah. you don't want to be, you're not forcing any of this stuff. Oh, no. Uh, no. <laughs> My wife who suffers through this will tell you that. <laughs> yeah, there, there comes a point where you got to set the guitar down and go go to a ball game for a minute, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Get that hot dog and a beer and then yeah, clear your head from it and you go back to it and it's all of a sudden it's there. Yeah, all of a sudden. All of a sudden. i got time for another one before we take a break. Let's do Be What You Is, Not What You Ain't. Because if you be what you ain't, you ain't what you is. I got that queued up, as a matter of fact. Do you have it queued up? I do have it queued up. we get a little humor here. Well, you know, because <laughs> sometimes the world is devoid of any type of humor. And, uh, and, and that's the way it is. I know. All right, we'll play it. We're going to go off into a break after that, and then we'll come back and chat some more. I'm ready. All right, here we go. Be what you is right here. It's Doug McLeod and Radio Memphis. Now, have you ever noticed how sometimes humans have a hard time being themselves? Have an own skin so they try and be somebody else. Well, I think the animal kingdom got the answer to this. Because animals are perfectly happy just being what they is. You got to be what you hear. Now what you ain't. You got to be what you hear. Now what you ain't. Because if you be what you ain't, you ain't what you hear. You never hear a cat bark like a dog And you never see a peacock dress like a hog And you never hear a lion say, you know, I, I'd like to be a cow And you never see a thoroughbred in front of a plow You got to be what you hear, not what you ain't. Cause if you be what you ain't, you ain't what you hear. Now, you never hear a shark say, I sure like to be a sheep. And you never hear a snake say, I, I could use some feet.
Grizzly Wish he could fly And you'll never see a buzzard Eat something alive And you never see a mule Dart like a fox And you're never gonna ever hear A mud bug bark Doug McLeod is in the studio. We're celebrating the release of uh, the upcoming release of the new record, A Soul to Claim, which you can uh, pre-order now. Uh, it'll be released to you on the 8th of April. Yep. Or you can go catch him at a show somewhere. He might put one in your hand if you, you know, cross his palm with a bit of silver. As it well, were. you know what? We are going to do a show right here in Memphis. We are going to do a show on April 22nd. Yeah? At the Green Room at oh, the yeah. Crosstown Arts. Yeah. And it's going to be uh, the... Official album release show. Oh, so that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if the folks here in Memphis would like to come out, we'd love to have them. And, uh, well, if you're not, there's plenty of time to get here. <laughs> <laughs> Memphis is easy to get to. Just follow your nose and you're right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what that's the show we're going to do here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So is it is it you with the band or are you going to be solo? or Solo. Yeah. Solo, unless just, something changes. I don't know, but right now it's solo. Yeah. You like working solo, don't you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Pays better. Well, <laughs> yeah, I remember a guy told me, said, uh, I had a good band back in the 80s. I had a good I had a good band. And a guy said, uh, he said, why why did, why did you not be with the band? And uh, I, I said to him, I said, look, a band sometimes can be four guys in a van going down a highway and four guys in a van that's a dysfunctional family. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, you know. So, you know, it's me it, solo. But you know what? To be honest with you, to me, I like being solo. The rooms are smaller, of course. Sure. Rooms are smaller. But I like meeting the people and I like hearing the stories and I like uh, and I like being closer to them. I like being able to tell my stories and 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 yeah, because your shows, you, you have storytelling time. That's it, my thing, yeah. Yeah, well, that's important. Yeah. yeah, storytelling. That's The old blues guys used to do that. You know, they would do that. The old guys that I came up with, they would tell a story so the audience, the people that were listening, would have an idea what the song's about. Yeah. You well, know, instead of just saying, here's this song. Here's or what prompted song. them to write it in the first place. Yeah, so somebody can, you know, like, like I say, Rick, it's this. I'm going to tell you what the song's about. Now, if you want to follow my thought, you're welcome to. 
you know, it's like being a, uh, at a, st- a train train station. And here comes a train, and I said, this is what I was thinking about. And you said, oh, I'll let you get on the train. Or you can say, well, I'm glad I'm here at the station, but uh, he's talking about this. I think I'll catch the next train because that's what I'm thinking about. But you get the meaning of the song. It doesn't matter. You get to go where you need to go inside your head. I don't know if I said that right. It sounded <laughs> it good to me. It to me. I, I get it. No. <laughs> Who was it? Was it was it Walt Whitman that wrote the poem uh, "The Path The Path Not Taken"? The path uh, not not taken. The road not taken. That's uh, it. Yeah, yeah. And I re- I remember there was some English professor in college that said, "Oh no, it was about all these lofty things." And and apparently Walt had said, "No, no, no. It's about me and my wife walking through the woods, and we saw this path, and we wondered what was down there. That was all there was to it." Yes. You yes. know, That's art, no matter what it is, whether it's a painting or a poem or music. Yes. Is left to the perception of the receiver of it, not the, not necessarily the artist. Boy, you know what? I should have shut up and let you say it because you said it right. <laughs> that's kind of what I'm. I think that's where that's the road you were going down. I think, Doug. It's what popped into my head. But Jay, I see what you're saying. I get it. Yeah, you got it. That's that's what I was trying to say. You know. Yeah. Well, there are certain things I would imagine some pieces that you would write or create and go. No, this is exactly what this is. And, and there might be people that come to you and go, no, you were wrong. No, I did, and there's one. Maybe maybe I'll do one for you now with, with the guitar. But maybe we set up Where Are You? Because that's a song that when you said that... It, I have it queued up. as a matter. I'm not kidding you. I have Because I've been pulling off of off the list here. And I'm, I was pulling a lot of the band stuff. Because I know you got some solo stuff. But I have it. Yeah. Where are you? It's yeah, I can do the solo stuff, you know. But the, you yeah, know, I was just... Wow. Buy the record, kids. Go, you know, go get it. Yeah, where are you? Uh, maybe we should. Uh, do you want to do that one? I can tell the story about it. Well, we'll do it in a minute. Let's play the one that you had in your right, head. Well, yeah, I what do you think? I'm going to do one. It's that... all art, Doug. You know how it is. Love it or hate it or shit on it or whatever you want to. You got to expose yourself to it, my friend. <laughs> you don't have any constraints here, do you, man? I do not, and you know, and I and I don't care. That's the beautiful thing, you know. The only thing I care about is whether or not we make somebody think for a minute. Oh, I like that. You know, just one like person, that. if they just think for just a second, whether they're an artist or a receiver of it, just think for a second. Mm. Don't be told what to think. Just think. Oh, Rick, yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. I mean, we're, 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 we live in a world where we're just dominated by the spoon-fed media, no matter what it is, whether it's news or entertainment, and there's, <laughs> it's, we've all become this gelatinous blob. I know. Instead of, you know... Assign a little bit of meaning to something for yourself if you can. I like the sound of that. I think you ought to say that again. I've said it enough. (laughs) My dog might leave a pile of shit in the yard, and it's not me to decide if that's art or not. I just know i got to pick it up. You know what I'm saying? I do. <laughs> There's a song right there. Run away with it. All right, we're gonna do a song. Let's do a song. This is from the album. Yeah. This is a song called "Only Porter at the Station." Now, what this song is about is when you fall in love with someone. Yeah. All right. No, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Doug. I had to take you, the shot. You, you must been you must been waiting for that. I'm, saying, I'm drinking the Kool Aid, Doug. You know. <laughs> No, what is no? You're the only porter at the station, right? Is, yeah, is it you? I'm crushed now. Yeah, I don't know if I can go on with this anymore. <laughs> I think you'll be able to muster it up. I'm sure. <laughs> you love you love somebody, yeah, and they have they come to you with a lot of baggage, like growing up. All right, <laughs> see now we all know, right? And you're looking for help, but you're the only porter at the station. <laughs> okay, I see. I get and that's you. That's going to sound exactly like this. 
you love it Carry world hurt inside Only love she known Is love that been denied And that's a hard situation Lead to complication Call and consternation Filled with frustration When the one you love got a lot of baggage You the only porter at the station She protects her love With barbed wire around her soul She afraid to be together And then she's so afraid to be alone Boys, that's a hard situation It's gonna lead to complication Call and consternation Filled with frustration When the one you love got a lot of baggage You don't report her at the station Situation lead to complication. Call on consternations. Gonna fill with frustration. When the one you love got a lot of baggage, and you don't want a porter at the station. But your love for her is powerful, strong, and true. You know one day break down the walls And she'll be able to love you too But until that day it could be a hard situation That would lead to complication Filled with frustration Call and consternations When the one you love got a lot of baggage You don't want a porter at the station That's awesome. Yeah. That's wonderful. Hey, thanks, folks. Thanks. That's wonderful. Uh, James, back in the chat, says, y'all got a good church going on. Ah. You know, he can sign up, become a member of the Six Strings on the Sanctified Wood Church or whatever we want to call it. <laughs> you set your tithing forward if you'd well, like. Jimmy's a darn good uh, darn good guitar player. 
You're sitting in a room full of guitar players who are just burning your hands watching you work right now. <laughs> Every one of these guys in here, are all gonna, me too, we're all watching you do this and oh. going, what the hell, man? How you doing this? What's weird? I don't know. <laughs> well, you just learned that your right hand doesn't know what it's doing either. No. Well, it does. You don't know what it's doing. Yeah, that's it. That's true. Truly I, a case of one hand not knowing what the other is doing. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> Story but, of my life. But hey, it gets you into a studio and you put up this this work. I mean, I've, I've got I've got all the stuff you've that you've ever sent us, and I, I marvel at all of it. Well, thanks, thanks. You're a wonderful songwriter. I appreciate that. Thank you. I know there's a lot of work that goes into that. I guess so. Uh, you know, I'm kind of fortunate. Uh, sometimes, yes. Sometimes there is a lot of work honing it. But for me, mostly, it, it, they pretty much come maybe 75% done. Yeah, that's not bad. You no, know, it's real good. And then I might want to hone it, you know. I might think uh, uh, something's not right. Finding the tunings for them. Like like this last one. That, that oh, so a lot of times you don't know if you're going to be in a standard or an open G or exactly. You know, and you, I got to find it. I got to find it where the where it fits best. Yeah, like this one is. I call this tuning too many D's. <laughs> <laughs> There's never such thing as too many D's, Doug. <laughs> too many. That's the name of this tuning. So, um, well, what is it? If you don't mind sharing, what oh, too no, many D's is? What what is it? Uh, uh, D A D D A D. That's a lot of D's. That's why it's too many. <laughs> all these guys went, what the fuck is that all about, man? That's it. That's impressive. <laughs> that's because there ain't no third in it. Ain't no third in it. So. Right. So you can play minor. Or you can play major. You know what I mean? There's almost like an auto harp vibe to that. Yeah. You know? The push button... Well, it's that it's that almost dulcimery, maybe. It's like tuned to a D tune. Yeah. yeah, it's like you know, you know, because you know, I, when I was coming up and I saw these guys play, they played like so it sounds kind of full. Yeah, it right? does sound full. It's supposed to sound full, right? So you can get all these sounds like. Yeah, you get just you fall get right nice into that groove. groove. Going and everything, and so yeah. you got you got this low end D, and then you got an A, and then you, the rest is all octave D, right? Yeah, well, pretty much. And then you can play like octave, kind of folky there, you know? Folky yeah, it's there. mountain music there. It's kind of mountain music, but then if you wanted to play blues on this thing, you play like a. Yeah, you can get funky with something like that. Yeah, yeah you get funky. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. I've, you know, I'm, I'm hip to some open tunings, but that. Well, that this one is because I could never get the F minor. I could never get the F to be sound right. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> way to way to phone it in, Doug. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what happened? You guys know about John John Cephas. You, you remember him, uh, Cephas and. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. All right, John, yeah. all right. So we do, I was doing the NAMM show, right? Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm doing this thing. I'm doing it in open D tuning. And John comes up to me and he says, he said, look here, McLeod, you got to learn open D minor tuning. 
I said, uh, John, I don't know, man. I got a lot. He said, you got to learn that, man. That's a Skip James tuning. You got to learn that. I said, really? He said, you got to learn it, man, because you don't play in that tuning. I said, no. <laughs> That's how, this is how John was, you know. Yeah. Said, you got to do this, man. I said, all right, John. You know, just to get John away from me. I said, go. All right, John, I'll do it. Uh -huh. So maybe the next year at NAM, I'm sitting down here with this... Cephas is over my shoulder, right? Uh -huh. Cephas is over my shoulder. I didn't see him because at National, you know, we, it's it's open booth, right? Right, you, right, right, so right, right, right. He's over my shoulder and I'm playing something like... And I get done and John goes, See, I told you, man. <laughs> Cephas goes, I told you you'd be good in that tuning. You're good in that tuning. I said, that's not that's not open D minor. He said, what? I said, it's not open D minor. He said, well, what kind of tuning is it? I said, uh, uh, too many Ds. you got to learn that tuning, man. Because it's too many Ds. Too many, too many Ds? What kind of fucking tuning is that? <laughs> It works. It works. It's beautiful. And then one more Cephas story. Yeah. One more. Phil and I and Patty, we, we were having dinner, and John was going to join us, right? And Phil said, you want to get under John's junk skin? I said, well, I don't know, Phil. He said, don't, 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 don't worry about it. He said, it's cool. I said, okay, what? He said, tell him you're going to put the didgeridoo on your next record. <laughs> I said, really? He goes, yeah. So we're all, we're all talking there now. <laughs> and I said, you know what, John? I, I, I said, I'm thinking of putting a didgeridoo on my next album. And he goes, didgeridoo? Didgeridoo? What do you want? Didgeridoo? You want to hear blues on a didgeridoo? Sound like this. You want to hear classical on the didgeridoo? You want to hear jazz on the didgeridoo? What the fuck you want you didgeridoo for? Cut straight to the quick, did he? We just said, I never swore so much on the radio show in my life. You know, we built this for people just like you, Doug. I mean, you know, seriously. We're all on the same page here, pal. You know. So you can tell what they really said. Yes. I know, man. I know. Yeah, I can say what they really said. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the conversations that happen in production, in the making of records that people like to hear about, like James does, to hear these backstories, yeah. often gets a little salty. You know, you got you got to lay it out there because... I'm pretty salty guys, some guys, you know. Yeah. Well, you're also dealing with songs about emotion and, you know, and, and different things, and you've got to try and express that some yeah. way, shape, or fashion. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you're over there working with a thesaurus trying to figure out what rhymes with fuck in the middle of a tune, I mean, you know, I know there's a few things, but they may not go well together, you know, <laughs> to leave the birds out of that, you know. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder, there's some people like maybe all over the world that might be tuning in because I blasted this, you know. I've oh, sure, I'm glad you did. I mean, there's, a, I there's bet, a bunch I of people, can, yeah. I can imagine some people. That, that we used to go to church with. <laughs> <laughs> Such a nice boy. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, God loves everybody. You know, I don't yeah, know. He better. He better. There might be someone like, yeah, he's an okay guy, but I, hey, you know, I don't know. You didn't tell him it's a blue shirt. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's blue. Yeah. yeah, it's blue. Yeah. It's blue. He does get a bit blue. But, you know, hey. Used to go to the church with, right? <laughs> yeah, used to, you know, being the ultimate 
Yeah. Right. In fact, I'll I'll bail us out right here, Doug, and we'll we'll get us a break here. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit this newscast, and then I've got uh, a where are you queued up, and we'll play it right out of this break, and okay. then we'll chat about that and, and hang out for. A, I know we only have you for a little bit longer, and then okay. and then we'll turn I'm you loose into the night. I'm happy to be with you, man. Unless you want to hang out all night, I don't care. I've got no place to be. <laughs> Seriously, the wife so, loves it when I'm over here on Sundays because she's got the she's got the house to herself. I show up and she's just like my dad. You again, huh? <laughs> Radio Memphis. Somewhere inside is the man I used to be. I was just the boy when you began with me. The old men to send us to war Few have known the horror or the gore They rattle their sabers in hollowed hall While so many young on a battlefield fall They blame each other for the shape we in Homeless vets Forgotten again Where are you?
brand new record of soul to claim coming out april 8th you can pre-order it now wherever it is that you get your music uh uh-huh. smoky nights and faded blues was that tune ahead of that where are you yeah For, both from this brand new record appreciate you bringing it to us appreciate you playing it it's good have, yeah. it doesn't suck at all doug <laughs> you again <laughs> yeah exactly you again yeah. No, I mean, I mean that with all love, of course. You know, oh, it's a, it's it's a it's a fun throwaway line. But uh, we were we were talking a little bit. At least I heard uh, some of the conversation that occurred in here. You, of course, are a quite the national player. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the resonator. Yeah. Is there any of that on this record? No. None. You left it at home. Yeah. This was this, this was all done on a Waterloo WLS Deluxe. Wow. Every there was only one uh, guitar used, so yeah. all those sounds are coming off. Off of you just wanted to leave the the resonator off of this one, huh? You know what? It just didn't fit for this. Yeah. It, it just didn't fit. You know, um, uh, I <laughs> maybe if I maybe if I would have played that rag on the national, <laughs> you might yeah. have had a shot at it. Maybe <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Shoulda, coulda, woulda. I doubt it, though. I get it. Uh, with the uh, with the you know national, of course, has been around forever. But yeah. um, I've heard maybe you can answer this. I've heard that pre-war resonators sound better than the current ones, and they're usually cheaper anyway. Usually are. Is it true? Yeah, yeah they, it could be. It could be true. You have to realize that if it's the old ones. There's no truss rods on on the neck, and you probably got to get your neck re- reset, and you might have to get a new comb. Uh, but the body should be good. Um, Tinsley Ellis plays old, but he he they it's got the Hawaiian picture on the back. Yep, yep, that's the Islander, I think. Because he said it was supposed to be a lap steel, and that the neck was square. And the one, the one he had, and that they actually sanded it down, and you can see where they rounded it out, so you can hold it in your hand. Oh, really? Yeah, but he was talking about you have to be careful because they don't have truss rods. They don't. And you don't find many of them with a straight, because you know, because it's this big block of wood. Right. And the other thing was, they told him you got to change the resonator out because it's shot. 
So he said he took it out and put it on a new one, and he hated it because it was too clean. So he put back the other one because it was all buzzy and nasty and fuzzy. <laughs> well, you know, when I was with, when I was, you know, there's, a, there's an old old thing. Um, when you get those buzzers on the national. Those are called bonus tones. Bonus tones. <laughs> bonus tones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can hear them on the record and go, "Hey, yeah, I know that round." Yeah, that's that a guitar. bonus tone, man. <laughs> you know, that's a bonus tone. <laughs> I never heard that. Uh, tell me about these two songs that we just played: the uh, "Where Are You" and well, the "Smoky Nights." Yeah, the this is uh, "Where Are You" um, has a special spot in my heart. Uh, I'm a veteran. Um, I'm not a combat veteran, but I was a veteran during the Vietnam War. Yes. And like a lot of veterans, I, I knew combat veterans. In fact, I lost a friend uh, that couldn't take coming back, and he drove his motorcycle off the, the bridges down at Key West, and that was it for him. I have always felt that the combat veterans uh, have seen things and experienced things that most of us would never even dream of. And when they come back here and they are homeless and they have nowhere to go, it breaks my heart. Oh, sure. It breaks my heart. I could not imagine what that must be like. No, I can't either. And I, I, I wrote that song for them. And just, just so you guys know this, Jim has a, a couple of charities. And one of them is, is a, for veterans. And when we were mixing that, it touched him so much, he had to, he had to leave the room. Wow. Hearing that song. And I hope it reaches people that they understand that, you know, these combat vets, they protected us. And now it's time for us to protect them. It has always been a baffling question, at least in my head, as to why veterans in this country are historically treated like shit. I know. You know, because you hear too often of these guys that are homeless or they've got a drug problem or they're just doing something to escape this thing that's in their head that they've had to live through for however long that they did whether it's long or short it didn't really matter they saw things that I could not even fathom no me either I was talking to uh, doing another interview for this album with a guy a host that it was a combat vet in Vietnam and he was telling me how he finds that when they say thank you for your service to him it's sometimes to him it sounds hollow to him I can see that. Because it's a pat line. Yeah. Like, have a good day. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know. Oh, thank you for your service, Doug. And you're like, yeah, fuck off. You know, you you weren't there, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, even even to me, uh, you know, they'll say thank you for my service. And, yeah, I did. I I fixed radars. I I did that in Norfolk, Virginia. That's what I did. And I fixed them. I fixed them good. When they left, my, my name was on it. Those guys did not have to worry. That were flying. Right. They did not have to worry. Every damn radar was right. Otherwise, it wasn't going out. So, but that's not the same as going to combat. Not anywhere near the same going. Having to pull the trigger on something? Or see or see, or see, see somebody die in front of you? Yeah. Or well, kill somebody? No. So, I, I think that's why I wrote that song. Because the guy, the homeless vet is saying, where are you? You promised to be with me when I got home, mm-hmm. yet I'm here, I'm lost all, all, all alone. Where are you? So I hope we get it together so we can take take care of these veterans, which now are women, too. When oh, yeah. I was in the service, just men. Yeah. But now it's both sexes. Yes. And both both see combat. 
I, I don't know. It's time. And, and everybody deals with it in very different ways. Of and, course. and there's, you know, was the old thing about the military, the government, the U.S. government will spend untold millions to train these people to do this stuff. And then when they come home, it's like, okay, great, here you go. Right. I'm afraid that's how it, a lot of it is. They don't get a chance to deal with the therapy that goes behind that. No. You know? Yeah. I, uh, I went to see a friend that was in the VA hospital here in Memphis. Yeah. And I was—I'd never been into one of those facilities, and it was—it was—it was astounding to me of how almost archaic it seemed, you know. Yeah. I mean, I know people that work there, and I and I and I get it, and they're having to deal with with the you know the federal government and and, and whatnot. But I'd also had heard that when you are in combat and you get wounded, and they run your ass out of there, and they get you, you know straight to get you to the states and you're back in the va right. you're still wearing what you wore when you were hit yeah. you don't have your you don't have your shaving kit you don't have a toothbrush you don't have a clean pair I of boxers you don't have nothing no t-shirt you have what what's there and there was an organization called wow. jammies for gis wow. and what it did is it collected things like fresh socks Fresh pair of drawers, a T-shirt. Give them something instead of having to look at what brought them there in the first place. And those nasty-ass clothes, you know. And that, the, the, the fact that that organization even exists is sickening to me. That it has to. That it has to exist. That's, that's, what, I'm that, 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 that's yeah. what I'm saying. These guys should be taking... These, these warriors should be taken care of. And it's not... Not the flesh wounds. It's the head wounds. I mean, it's the stuff inside their head. Yes, that's well. Like I told you, the friend of mine that took the motorcycle off the the bridge. I mean, that was it. In a way, you you, you can't blame the guy. No, I miss him. Yeah, he was, he was a good guy. You know, I miss yeah. him. So, well, in the I guess it was your last last time you were here with the last record. You had a song that was kind of similar to that. It was about the the it was the the angry song about the guy that was had all the money and that was parking in the parking places, yeah. the handicapped spots. The entitled few. The entitled few. That's what it was. Yeah. And that vitriol comes just clear as day in that song. <laughs> I mean, I understand what pissed you off when you wrote that thing. Yeah. 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 yeah it still does. <laughs> yeah. More, nowadays, it seems like more and more, but. Uh, we're seeing more of that, but but there's, uh, that's why there's a power in music, you know. Well, yeah, you got a chance to uh, talk about it and at least bring it out to the people that will hear it. Maybe if if they haven't thought about it, they'll say, "Yeah, that's an important thing to think about." Sure. Know? Well, you know, the guys like Woody Guthrie, you know, this machine kills fascists. Well, aren't well? You know, we're all folk singers. I, I mean, to me. You know, I, I get amazed when they say it's not folk folk music. I go to what Brunzi said when they asked him, "Do you sing? Do you sing folk music?" And he said, "I guess so, because I never heard a horse sing." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's folk music. It's music for folks. We're sitting here together here. Sure, this is music for you. This is not. This is not music for a horse or a. It's folk music. Yeah. You know? I didn't even talk to a jazz guy. We did a concert in Spain. He thinks it too. He says folk music. He said, mine just, it's, it's for the folks that enjoy jazz. I said, yeah. Folk yeah it's folk music. music, yeah. Yeah. You can't put it in a box. I don't think you can. No. But they try. <laughs> That's a record store construct. It's like yes, a, it is yeah. from the old days. Yeah, the old record guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the guy that would come in and say, "Hey, I'm looking for this guy, it's Doug, somebody. Uh, where is he at?" He goes, "Oh, he's over in folk. Yeah, or in roots. Yeah, or, yeah. You know. But I thought he was blues. 
No, no. No, no. 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 Here he's folk. <laughs> Here, by God, he's in the folk department. That's where he belongs. That'll be $9, please. And we're not folking around either. <laughs> no, we are not folking around. That's right. That's the name of the new record, I think. I think you just came up with it right here. Not folking around. I think, I think, you got, I think it's got legs, man. Don't let me tell you how to do your job, but I think that... <laughs> Speaking of which, have you thought of about a follow up? I know this is just brand spanking new. It still has the new song smell on it. But have you? Have you? Are you thinking about a, a follow up behind this? Uh, well, I am. Uh, I don't know if they are. So. <laughs> Got to keep turning that wheel, dog. You know. I know you're constantly working, writing, and stuff. I mean, things yeah, probably yeah, pop into your I, head I every once in a while. I got the songs I was telling Lonnie. I got, I got enough for the next record. You yeah. Know, if if you give me three three months, I, I'd have them. Right on. And I'd love to do it with Jim again. Would Jim love to do it with you is the question. <laughs> <laughs> you <said no> <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I just got the one nope he's got. You know what I mean? <laughs> you well, no, there would be a second at that point. If you if you don't get into the nope, the, the dream is still alive. You know, I know I know how that is. Um, no, it's a tremendous record, Doug, and Thank I and you. I and I I, uh, I can't uh, praise you enough for for the work that you that you did with this and the people that you surrounded yourself. No, with I appreciate this. that, Rick. Thanks. It's gonna do, it's gonna do you well. So, um, out on, out on the road you go here fairly soon. The spring, summertime. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Go out on the road and. Uh, Are your dates all signed up yet? Have you? Oh yeah, they got them all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On your website? Is that where everybody can find us? Yeah, on the website. Uh, Bands in Town is a real good place to follow me. Bands in Town. Bands in Town <laughs> is a very cool cool thing. Yeah. Because uh, they don't spam people. You know, they don't. You, you get to choose how you want to be notified what I'm doing, you know. Right on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So there's no, like, you know, you, with the old mailing list that you get it every week or every three days, and, and you go, you they go directly to the the trash you know? sure so it's like, ah, that's no, yeah. these guys are great bands in town is the best way okay yeah um europe you going there yeah when, when you doing that when's that well, let, me that? Uh, let me think uh let me think summer thing june, fall june and then september is the united kingdom fantastic yeah oh yeah now that we get this covid business behind us and yeah yeah as long as there's another another variant popping up varying around well we're, well, we're hoping that's not the case Hoping that this whole Russia thing settles off before then too, you know. Well, I was supposed to go to Ukraine. Were you really? Yes, got to tell you, yes. Oh, it was going to tour, 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 tour the Ukraine. They love, they love blue. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. Know, it's a very cultural country. Extremely. All those people there are love music from the West, they even love in their American own words. Roots music, they do. Yeah, they really do. But uh, obviously, that's not going to happen. So yeah, that lovely theater in Mariupol that served as a shelter. Oh, oh Rick, I'm the, you know the Italian government said that they would rebuild it after this whole thing. No lie. Yeah, they said that it. Were, oh, that's great because it's such a gorgeous theater, and they said, "No, this is bullshit." Once this is all said and done with, we're going to come in here and we're going to rebuild this place. Oh man, that's that's that's. I had seen some pictures of it before the Russians got a hold of it, and it was gorgeous. God, it was a beautiful building. Wow. Oh well, thank goodness. Thank goodness. You know, well, maybe we're starting to see there's a lot of humanity out here, too. It's been kept under wraps for a while, and now it's good to be human again. Mm-hmm. Isn't it good? But we gotta get, we got to get past the bullshit first, you know. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's been true for a long time. It's always, it's always been the case. <laughs> it's been true for a long time, man. Well, and, it, you know, it's... it's uh, you know, guys like you that give you know people like the you know the Ukrainians and and hell Americans and the, and the and the people in Europe as well to understand that they have to understand what they're fighting for. It's culture. 
Hmm. It's art. And, you know, you play a very big part in that. And, well, I and, appreciate that. I, I you know. play a, I don't know if it's a big, big part, but I play a part in it. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you play difference. a part in it. Yeah. You know, it's not just selling records. It's those messages that come out with that. And that's important. Any, any artist that makes any of this type of stuff, that's what it's about. Thank you, man. That's nice to hear. You know, don't ever stop. Oh, I ain't going. No. I, I don't, I'm not planning on it. Good. And I hope he's not planning on it. <laughs> well, not for a while, at least. Let's, you know, everything on on his own schedule. Is that kind of how that is? Yeah. yeah. Uh, before we send you off into the night, uh, can we favor you uh, a favor from a, a tune from Another you? Another sure. Yeah. Sure, something we'll do you want to some, the... some really weird F minor tuning open. Uh, let me see if I can. Uh, let me see if I can do that. Let me. I'm tuning up right now. Yeah, I, I hear it. Yeah, you got some, and you you do this without a tuner, which is no, remarkable. No, I'm doing to me. I'm doing it right now. Okay, Zeke, you know what? I'm doing. Yeah, there I'm you doing, go. Yeah, <laughs> now it's in tune. Now yeah, I hear it now. All right, <laughs> let me do this then. You're I'm a pro. A, I'm gonna do a song uh, that's off the album. It's called Money Talks. Money Talks. That's true. It does. And it's going to sound exactly like this. Now, the funny thing is, Rick, if someone buys the album, they're going to say, that's not what he played on the radio. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> because it's going to sound exactly like this. I mean, this is like exactly like right this now. version here. This is how it sounds. And tonight. these songs evolve, man. Yes, they right. they grow, they change, they they get warts. I'm working with it. You know what I mean? And plus, you know, this is a folk instrument. And like like we say, sometimes when tuning these folk instruments, they folk with you. So I wanted to make sure that <laughs> yes, they do. Money talks. Let's see what it sounds like. <laughs> Boys, that ain't no lie. Money talk. Boys, you know that ain't no lie. Me and my money just conversated. And my money just said goodbye. Now, you know my, my cost of living. Is damn near out of reach. Big company get a tax break, but ain't no break for me, cause money talk. You know I ain't lying. Me and my money just had a conversation. And my money just said goodbye. Thing. 
You know this is sad, but I swear it's true. If your money start running out, your woman could start running too. Cause money talks. Boys, you know I ain't no lie. Me and my money just had a conversation. And my money just said goodbye. There you go. Conversation far too often, Doug. That hits hard, buddy. Breaking my heart, pal, and my wallet. Seriously, bands in town, uh, you know, uh, sign up for it and uh, and find out when Doug's going to come play to your town and go to the show because it'll be big. April the twenty. April the twenty second. Twenty second. The green room. At yes. Crosstown Arts. That'll be a fine show. Please come on by. Yeah, don't be that asshole. That says, don't you know who I am? Pay the cover. Get into the show. <laughs> Buy the record, get a T-shirt, you know, whatever you got over there in the merch department. Right. Y'all thought about it? Shot glasses, blow-up dolls, you know. Whatever. Hey, man, it's tough out there, man. How is a musician going to make money if you're not selling stuff? Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But on wood, we've been okay. You've, you've been fortunate, and it's. Uh, I'm so glad that you were able to get through this pandemic relatively unscathed. And uh, Yes, we did. Thank goodness. And uh, keep cranking the music, keep writing it for us, and... Thank you, Rick. Anytime you want to come bring this thing down here or one of your nationals, the room is yours, buddy. Oh, that's that's very, very kind of you. Thank you. And Seriously. I, again, I want to thank you. This is this is the first uh, show to uh, actually de- debut this album. So, Well, thank uh, you. I appreciate that. Thank you for doing this, and thank you guys for being here. And that's great. There's a whole, I don't know if these folks that are hearing this now, but you would not like to see the faces of these guys I'm facing right now. <laughs> We're all ready. These, I mean, you remember the film Twelve Angry Men? Yeah. This is. I'm looking around here, and I'm gonna tell you some folks. I'm looking at these fellas. This is pitiful. What I'm looking at. Here. <laughs> Bunch of guitar players in the room. We're trying to figure you out. Is what it is. And one drum. One drummer. And a drummer. And yeah. that's the way it goes. But thanks, guys. It was a pleasure. The brand new record is called A Soul to Claim from Doug McLeod. Uh, we've been uh, folking around with that all night. So uh, <laughs> add that to your collection of tunes. It'll be available soon, April the 8th. Go ahead and order it now. Please. And then go to the show. Thanks. Buy the record. Buy the record. What else are you going to say? I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to help you out, buddy. You know. I know. At times is tough and all. Bye, <laughs> hey. too. Uh, I've got a couple of other tunes that I was going to play up out of this break as we send you off. Okay. Um, Which, uh, I, I have, well, I have Dub's Talk and Disappointment Blues. <laughs> That's a good one, man. We're going to play that one a little bit, but ahead of that, I have uh, Grease the Wheel. Oh, man, that's a cool one. Because that's got the band on it. It's got the band on it. But that song is was originally written in 1978. Was it really? I ain't lying. By you? Yes. <laughs> 1978. 1978. You sat on it a while, did you, Doug? It wasn't. I never could find the right. Really? No. And then you would think I, by then you could have found out all the keys. There's only, what, 12 keys, for God's sake. I know, but yeah, I could not find the right 
groove, the right musicians, the right... Get the combination right the to dial it in. The combination right. And yeah. then when I played it for Jim, I, I was sure he's going to give me a note. A note. This, was, this was before the last, last note, you know. And he said, oh, yeah. He said, I like this one, Doug. Yeah, 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 yeah we're going to do this one. I said, holy smokes, we're going to do this one. So, so did he just come in with a key to unlock the problem he here? Just, or yeah, just... he just, he knew it. I, and he said, he said, well, what have you been hearing on it? I, I told him, I said, I've had this thing since 1978. He said, man, 1978? I said, yes. He said, what do you want on it? I said, I, I, like, I think Oregon be good. You know, <laughs> let's get Steph on the phone. <laughs> that's exactly what I told him. I, just, I think the organ might be I all think, right. I, I think organ would be good on it. You know, and maybe some drums. I don't know. What do you so, think? So that's the one you're gonna play, right? That's the one. We it's said. coming up out of the break. Yeah. Right, so when it comes out of the break, when the folks folks hear it, you, you're going to hear Steve go whack. And then the organ. Rick on the organ, man. <laughs> it makes, makes me think, I think organ be good on it. <laughs> and there it was, right there, the light shining right on him. <laughs> that's wonderful. Well, that's coming up, kids, uh, and uh, more fun on the way, too, including uh, Mark Caldwell will join the program here with the latest from the Memphis Blues Society and uh, and more fun. Doug, thank you so much, buddy. Thank you, Rick. It's good it's to see you, my man. Uh, it's great to see you, and, and thank you, fellas. Mark and the Memphis Blues Society and all you guys. Lonnie, thanks, man. It's a pleasure to be with you. Anytime, pal. You're, this door's open for you. Thanks. We'll just kick whoever's on the air off and then let you just, you know. We'll, we'll, we'll folk them out. <laughs> Go folk off. <laughs> the proceeding was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated and originally aired live on Radio Memphis. Any offers or advertisement contained may not still be valid. All rights are reserved and copyright is held by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. For more, look for all the RMOD players at radio-memphis.com.